0: Oh, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. The world's just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect?
1: the best intentions, some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. a few campfire stories with my uncle you can convince the washington post and the skeptical inquirer of whatever you want but i was there i know what happened and so do you i i don't think you're giving us our due credit our scientists have done
0: things which nobody's ever done before yeah yeah but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could
1: that they didn't stop to think if they should Hello, and welcome to the June edition of Jurassic Minutes. Yes, Jurassic June, uh, where we'll be discussing recent movie, toy, and franchise news for Jurassic series. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. Uh, we are rebooting the system and discussing franchise news that's come out over this last month, and uh, some of that includes Jurassic World Dominion getting back into production. Jurassic June has uh, seen several new collectibles. That's going to put more strains on our wallets. And um, for the fourth time since its release, Jurassic Park's been number one at the box office. Uh, we all can pretty much guess why, but we'll get more into that later on the show. David, Jurassic Dune. Um, a little bit more somber one this year because of uh, what's going on in the world, but um, there has been some movement in the Jurassic communities and uh, some stuff, Jurassic themes has been happening this month. Yeah, Jurassic june has been a
0: bit more uh, somber than they have in the rat- last couple of years, I've, I've been, obvious reasons why, of course, it even put a damper on our dinosaurs. But the system's ready, and the system's—we <laughs> sent Arnold off to the uh, to the bunker to go reboot, go reboot the system.
1: <laughs> uh, we just don't have Lex in the control room. There's no, there's no one there to push the execute button, but um, I've yeah I definitely a lot of the uh, fan meetups and that sort of stuff that happens this sort of time of the month or this month uh, never happened of course because of COVID and I think a lot of creators have just sort of been uh, been a bit down down and out as well. But one thing I have found this month that's been up more so than uh, previously is just the. Uh, fan community discussions, uh, whether it's Facebook or stuff like that, looking at uh, certain mm-hmm. aspects of the film and just having some good deep discussions and um, uh, counterpoints to different things we thought were fact or true in the film or some things that people didn't even know about in the films.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course buying things always kind of helps cheer up the mood too. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know about
0: you, but I've got a couple new things that either are either here or coming my way. One being, um so the reset for June happened supposedly earlier this season, but I've not seen anything around me. My Walmart doesn't even have a Jurassic section. My Target has slowly been turning their Jurassic, Jurassic section into a uh, Minion section. Uh. So I did have a friend pick up the two new masks for me, the male T-Rex and the male Raptor. So those arrived today and then I also got a free mug from a bunch of calendars I ordered uh back for uh Christmas and so it finally told it it, I got an email said oh your free mug offer is about to end I'm like oh free mug so I was going to put a Jurassic the Jurassic Park logo on it but then I realized that might not get through copyright or whatever that I I just didn't want to be told no you can't have this so mm-hmm. i went with the something has survived logo from the lost world and so i thought that would might that might be a bit more subtle and wouldn't trip any kind of sensors or anything like that you know
1: yeah nice choice it's yeah it's, i never even knew or i'm sure over here there's the same same sort of copyright like you're not supposed to do that sort of stuff but i don't think stores really um do much in the way of stopping it not as much as what i've heard like walmart over there and that um a lot of those photos and it's even just getting a photo blown up as into poster form or something like that just mm-hmm. replicating uh some sort of ip a lot of the companies over there don't don't want to touch it at all but that's that's all right something has survived
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't want to well i wanted, i was also considering one of my first or i mean one of my redwood pictures from one of the Lost World filming locations, but then I figured I've got a Lost World mug and in instances like these where I just have too many choices I always <laughs> go with my first my, with my first choice and I always go with my gut and my on that. So that's what I went with. Yeah. But I also have some exciting news coming Monday I bought a Jurassic Park three and it was it's claimed to have been screen used. I can't screen match it. But it is a CT scan splice, one of the frames of the CT splice, the scan splices from the raptor skull Ooh. from that scene, and is supposed to have been in that scene. I've seen other ones like it, so I'm pretty confident it's authentic. But at the same time, the certificate of authenticity that it comes with, it comes from a company that is kind of known for a history of fakes. Uh, so I'm pretty confident about the product, about the item itself, not so much about the certificate of authenticity that comes with it. It
1: It's not something that be you'd think would be um, drastically copied and faked.
0: Um, well, the, the thing about it is it's a splice of the skull. So the skull in the movie is the whole skull. You don't actually see anything... Interior. This is a splice like they had like they had vertically sliced open the skull skull and you can see the spongy bone stuff inside. Mm -hmm. And considering that we know that the skull was CT scanned or was meant to have been assumed to be CT scanned by the audiences. So there's really no reason to fake uh, an item that one can't be isn't screen matchable and two is clearly matching other items that are already authentic.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a long way from Grant's Raptor claw or something that someone can claim to be yeah. screen years when there's a million fakes out there.
0: Well, there was, I and I think we talked about this a couple of minutes ago, the Roland stunt uh, Buffalo rifle mm-hmm. that, um, <coughs> that we, that, Had gone up for auction, and I I bid on it. I think I bid up to twelve hundred dollars on it. Ended up selling for twice that. Ended up selling for twenty five hundred dollars. And it was screen matchable. It had like dents or something on the on the prop that was you could match it to the prop from the from on screen. And and so I'm kind of disappointed I missed out on that. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I am yes, I am. Just when I missed out on that, but yeah, I couldn't spend that much money on it, unfortunately.
1: Have you have you gone back and, especially in this world of HD and 4K, um, Mm -hmm. had a look at the lost world and pieced together where what scenes he might have been carrying the fake and not? Because most of the scenes I can think of, except for the real wide shots where they're trekking through the grass and that, Mm -hmm. all all the close up shots are rolling would be that the the real. Weapon or not the fake? Um. There's at least two scenes that I know of
0: where we where it's actually the real gun. Here's the one where where he's putting it together. Yep. Where where we see all the pieces being put together that that would have been the real gun when he's taken out of the case, and then when he fires at the at the T Rex. And it makes that metallic click, and he opens up the gun and pulls the and you see him pull the bullets out. That would have been the real gun as well. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, when he's just carrying it around, even if it was close up shots, it was pretty much always the stunt rifle, yeah. because it was just so heavy. The, I mean, the real rifle was just so heavy, and it was just uncomfortable to carry for repeated shots. It would have they would have used the stunt rifle in almost all the movie.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking about when he leans up against a tree next to Sarah as well that been said so oh, twice
0: that's one of the that's actually the shot they used to screen match it to the stunt rifle oh ah. I would have thought that would have been the the, um, the hero as well but no that was the stunt well because <laughs> I, I looked at it I found the guy who bought it and he posted it online with images matching the dents in the stunt rifle to the one where it's leaned up against the tree
1: and that's that's just fantastic when you get fans buying these items and then posting photos up and out. they're not getting locked into a vault in someone's collection somewhere.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's great. Um, anyway, that tangent over. <laughs> Back to figures. <laughs> um, that was all you got coming in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I discussed it last time. I ended up getting the uh, the electric uh, Carnotaurus like the primal, primal War one or what they call the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's here. Uh, the Indominus is rumoured to be here. There's been people getting it. Um, I heard one story from one Kmart of someone going in and asking them, and someone had just been in there and purchased all six of them and walked out. So unfortunately there's scalping going on <laughs> everywhere here, so I'm still on the hunt for that. Hopefully I can find one soon. Oh, what else is there? I'm just waiting for stuff to go on clearance <laughs> for the main part, but it's I'm... it's hard because I went into one store yesterday and the only thing they had left in their Jurassic World Related was the Baby Blue, which is the, like the mm-hmm. the chibi Baby Blue and a couple of the original Gallimimus. <laughs> it's all getting pushed out for Chinasauruses, which is a real shame.
0: Mm. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you telling me about the... Uh the Toro Carnotaurus that you said that you or not, or not that, that one, the big electric one that they just came out with that you you told me that you got you didn't tell me about the uh Dominus though mm-hmm. so congratulations on that I would get one and pe- I, people have people have like said they're I'm surprised you're not getting one I'm like I have nowhere to put it I've got the super colossal t-rex the super colossal <laughs> blue and the brachiosaurus. I have no <laughs> no room for anything else of that size.
1: <laughs> oh no, this isn't the super colossal, this is just the regular. Oh. Yeah, oh, all I, right. fresh and fro size or whatever it was, but um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got that's I've got that one too. That one's a great figure. So another reason why I'm not going to bother picking up the super colossal, I've already got a big indominus in my collection. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's going to happen soon the the uh Spinosaurus is sort of hitting sitting around that $120 mark so i'm probably going to jump on that real soon even though it's a stupid price but just before it jumps up even further i i'm willing to pay that to get that figure that one i was so happy
0: popped up on some kind of weird like off site that turned out to actually send me the item <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those. It popped up for forty five dollars, and so I was like, "Screw it, I'll bite the bullet," you know. Yep. And it, it did come. It, it was like a it was like a month with no tracking number,
1: oh. but it did
0: eventually come.
1: <laughs> oh. So it, it does happen once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not all scams, but yeah, stick to who you know, <laughs> toy stores you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it was just like one of those sketchy sites that, like, is it, you
1: know? Well, and the worst thing is they seem to be paying Facebook more for advertising. I see that stuff on there all the time now. Mm-hmm. Lasers that can cut through timber and all this other sort of stuff. i got no, <laughs> there's no way. And it's only 1995. dollars got no report. Yeah. Report it, but I'm sure it's all still up there,
0: sometimes um, i mean it's fun just to see what kind of shows up i mean you buy it if it's something like this if it's twenty dollars you know yeah like, screw it if it's twenty dollars
1: yeah if but it shows
0: I, up as stupid i send it back
1: i paid eighty five dollars for something and i got a little phone cradle <laughs> a little plastic phone cradle <laughs> so yeah i got bit hard by that one um and i'm going to get bit by some uh more expensive collectors we're going to talk about a little bit later in the uh in the news but uh mm-hmm. Dave, if that's it for Jurassic June, we'll get into some news.
0: Yeah. Close up look at our majestic. None of these attractions are ready yet, of course, but the park will open with the basic tour you're about to take. And then other rides will come online six or twelve months after that. Absolutely spectacular design. Spared no expense. The, yeah.
1: the news broke towards the start of the month. No, it wasn't almost was towards the end of the month. Um we have a well-known character from the first film returning in Dominion. Uh, Dotson, Dotson, we, we got, got Dotson here, <laughs> and that went viral everywhere.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, I know I did it with um, the photo. I, it was, it was, uh, what was his name? Was Campbell Scott, who was cast form, and I know I definitely put that on our Instagram and Jurassicpedia's Instagram. It's just a really quick and dirty. Makeup of Dawson, Dawson. We got Dawson
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Campbell Scott being announced as the uh, the one to play Louis Dawson, coming back from the first film. Um, I, it says he was in both the Amazing Spider-Man films, but I don't recall him being. It's, it's good. I think I don't, he was
0: the chief of police who played Gwen Stacy's dad.
1: No, that was Dennis Leary. Was that
0: him? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm it's, just kind of pitch, trying to picture the face of the characters I remember from the movie. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to IMDB to check, but the point is, I don't know the <laughs> character, so I don't have any, any, oh, not baggage, but um, it's it's not like seeing Chris Pratt here and going, well, oh, it's Star Lord or Emmett from the Lego movie. Yeah. It's I can see this guy, what he wants to do with Dodson, what he wants to uh, take from Crichton's attempt at him, although... It does, uh, it does say here that um, he's going to be more of an inspirational Steve Jobs type uh, industrial, um, industrious leader, um, mm-hmm. now being promoted to the uh, CEO position in Biosyn, which, even in the original novel, he wasn't the head. He was just head of research or something. He wasn't...
0: Yeah, he, he was the head of research and development at Biosyn, but, hey, he got a promotion in the last 20 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which wouldn't... I, the Dodson in the novel, I could see being shot or something, <laughs> for just quietly led away um, with all the stuff he was getting up to in their novels. Um, well, that's why,
0: like this Do- if, if this Dodson doesn't maliciously try to kill at least one of the main cast, I will be disappointed.
1: Yeah. This
0: Dodson is he's just he like experiments on rabies with rabies vaccines on unsuspect- unsuspecting third world villages. You know, I mean, he's just not a nice person at all.
1: Yeah, I, I and that's the um, that's the other problem too. Um, Cameron Four sort of played it a lot differently, or the character seemed a lot different than what was in the novel, uh, in that first film. And I just sort of hope we, I know we're going to get a um, Nedry, or I've tried this once before, or something to reference Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but um, I don't really need any more of that. Just give us the. Uh, Dogson we got from the f- novels and, um, what we saw in the first film was what in the first film, because as, um, as it does say here, and as a lot of people forget, mm-hmm. he's, <clears throat> he's named Dogson by like, Nedri. there's no mention of and there's nothing like that, um, this is just a, 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 a small, um, uh, conspiracy sort of thing to mm. make the park, or get the dinosaurs out, um, mm.
0: And, and that's what's kinda of been the thing is because Dodson existed in the movies, but Biosyn before this point never did. And so it's always kind of been this limbo thing because Biosyn trying to sabotage and steal engines technology has been is kinda of like the major catalyst of the two movie or I mean the two books. And so it's I think it was only in this press release that was released by um what was it? Uh, Screen Rant or... No, it, was, it wasn't originally by Outpost. I Outpost reposted it. It was Collider. That's what it was. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Collider or Screen Rant. And they they must have gotten some kind of press release that was an exclusive that Biosyn, I guess, is now a thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really exciting because I know that, at least for me and a lot of other fans, Biosyn kind of being confirmed... One of those up in the air things has always been a fan want for at least the last three movies.
1: But is it too late? <laughs> we we um we discussed when the uh, the leaked plot came out uh, last month if the if there would be a Bioson connection there. Mm-hmm. There's they're asking here: Is it possible that they are uh, they did get the embryos from? Uh, New even after the park shut down and stuff like that. I I can see it's going to be like a DPG style website with um, Bison instead of Masrani, and there'll be a little bit of backstory there as to how they are now making their animals or something. There's going to be 25, 30 years of backstory here that we're not going to probably know anything about.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the unfortunate thing is that i'm hoping that there's a more exposition in this movie it's not just dino dino war after dino war but at the same time the movies even going back to the first has never been exposition has never been the strong suit like it was in the novels
1: you know well it's cram it all in <laughs> cramming as much exactly as you
0: can. yeah it's always been something kind of crammed in in one or two scenes is never really been this kind of like throughout the novel, things are being unravelled and explained, whereas that's just not something that's ever happened in the movies.
1: Mm. And just the, the like looking at the backstory a little bit, this in the novel there's supposed to be this um, big rival of Ingen, where like you have to okay maybe something had happened, um, they wasted or lost a lot of money trying to pay Nedry out, and um, that set them back or something. But come 97 and the Trinosaur incident and the mm-hmm. world becoming aware of Sauna because mm-hmm. there's, there's no proof that they knew about Sauna at the time, otherwise why pay Nedry when you can pay someone that's working on Sauna or something else to get it from the source? Um, then going there and doing it themselves or seeing what um, research is still there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: engine well, failing for Chapter 11, swooping mm-hmm. in and purchasing them or... It's just yeah, there's a lot of backstory there.
0: Well, another thing is, the same day this was released, it was hinted at by one of the prop uh, makers for the movie that the barbersaw cannon is also going to make an appearance in mm. this movie. <laughs> and so, it's kind of interesting because Jurassic Park: The Game is kind of a quasi-canon, is kind of a shaky, shaky thing in the canon verse in the movies but it's presumed that regardless of whether canon or not, the, the cryo can has been lost. It's either buried under mud and nobody knows where it is, or it's buried at the bottom of the North Dock and nobody knows where it is. But if it were managed to be found, even considering those embryos would not be viable, the DNA still would be. And so it's kind of interesting that Okay, so you do have the. So even if you do manage to get the DNA, would Dots know what to do with it? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have woo. He doesn't have the engine technology. He doesn't have any of that to actually turn those DNA sequences into a dinosaur, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of an interesting thing that even if he did have it, maybe it wasn't until Engine's tech became open source in Fallen Kingdom that he had the means to actually produce anything. And even then, um, there has been rumors going around and take it with a huge block assault because some of them are really, really out there like excavaraptor is going to be in the movie. And if anybody remembers, that's something from the sales script that was – it was basically a Therizinosaurus mixed with a Deinonychus and it had these huge excavating kind of claws like a a, uh, pangolin in a way. Mm -hmm. or a mole, and they were to dig out people, I guess. I don't know. It was was weird. It was was the sales script. (laughs) But anyway, they also suggested that... um, I forgot where I was was going with this. (laughs) Well, anyway, they suggested that Biosyn had, in fact, been the ones poaching dinosaurs from the... uh, from Isla Sorna and that they're the ones mentioned in the DPG site as the poachers that um that Hoskins ACU team had to defend Isla Sorna from.
1: And that's that's a great bit of backstory if they're the ones involved, if they whether they're hiring someone mm-hmm. so I think if um if Hoskins and that realized it was actually someone else going there and not um like the, like a rival company going there to get tech instead of just poaching the dinosaurs for sport mm-hmm. or trophies, that would um, that would have sent the red flags up big time over there on mm-hmm. sauna.
0: Well, that's the other thing, is that they were, they were in fact, not just poaching the technology, because in theory, all DNA is, is four letters, G-T-C-A, and that becomes code that you could put up on a spreadsheet. And as long as you have that code on the spreadsheet, you have the DNA. You don't need a living dinosaur, you don't need the embryos. All you need is the code and create and go from there so long as you know what to do with it like Wu did. And so even if they're stealing computers or stealing dinosaurs, it doesn't matter because they get they get what they need basically. And if anybody remembers the novels, Isla Sorna's the the lab facilities had these DNA codes kind of just lying around the factory floor. So all you have to go in there do is go in there, steal a bunch of uh, papers and get out, basically without
1: getting eaten. (laughs) Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, I. You you keep saying without Wu being involved, I, I've got a sneak suspicion I'm going to stand fast to a a theory that um. They're gonna they're gonna tie bias into Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom by um, by maybe bankrolling. Helping the bankroll, Mills, um, Lockwood, and all that sort of stuff, going there because mm-hmm. the whole, the whole Indo-Raptor and those sort of consumer products for the military seem like a bioson thing and not an engine thing. But just trying. to... I mean, to, uh... they do.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thought has certainly crossed my mind, but at the same time, it almost feels too obvious, and I don't want it to be obvious.
1: As you know, obviously,
0: I, it... I want it to be complicated.
1: As obvious as oh no, that first map wasn't right. The lagoon's really over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we spent I a lot of time. To on this.
0: Have, I wanted to have layers, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We can only hope. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, Sorry, I. Yeah. Yeah. go.
0: Know.
1: Ahead. I, I don't know. I don't know if the uh, the rider they've gotten if Colin can pull this one out of the park for us, but uh, <laughs> they um. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. They are they are keeping to that June twenty first release schedule. So uh, June twenty twenty one next year. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we will we will see what happens uh, moving on and, in the future. Think i will have that on the tour.
0: And jumping ahead, just over one news story. That is actually because the Dominion schedule. i uh, It didn't affect the Dominion schedule. Just because. They had shot all these scenes that, according to Trevor, were very VFX heavy, and so they got—they were able to get a head start on post-production activities before they could before they necessarily got to those activities needing to be done. And so they were actually able to knock out their entire um, their entire uh, intro, the five-minute intro that will be in this movie was able to be knocked out all during that time so they actually got a lot of work done it's just that we didn't it wasn't behind the camera
1: hmm. yeah well that article is a um a report by cinema blend with an interview of colin to about how the uh the set shutdown worked in the movie's advantage it's yeah as, as it says sort of here like further down it um a lot of movies they've got to spend their time shooting before VFX works can start and all that We're here um, they're already f- filming for four weeks and managed to get all the uh, stuff done for that intro and, um, and now the VFX team can go go to work on it mm-hmm. which has me thinking about this five minute intro now considering we've seen the snow the timber mill Oregon and um, and Maisie and the uh, the uh, what was the name of that island in C- Canada? Oh, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver, yeah. The, wasn't there an island there somewhere they'll film drone stuff on?
0: I thought it was actually on Vancouver Island.
1: Oh, okay, itself. Vancouver Island, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to get some different scenes or some different shots in the uh, the intro. Mm-hmm. But, a lot, yeah, a lot of films, they, they have to shoot first and then spend a lot of time on the VFX. Afterwards... And a lot of films have uh, there's been issues with effect shots not being done, trying to keep to a release time. And as I said before they're still they're still mentioning here that uh, the film's coming out in June next year, so they are going to keep that that release timeline. It's eleven months which is a lot of time for a film's production. But, well, um, another kind
0: of great thing, I guess, about this movie is they're filming a lot of it overseas, so they're going to be going to Malta, and they'll be filming a lot of it, a lot of the studio shots in Pinewood Studios, so they don't have to kind of constrain to the United States' handling of coronavirus, mm-hmm. you
1: know? Yeah, I, I don't know what the world situation, <laughs> I haven't been looking too far in the world situation with uh, what's still locked up and what's not. Um they've only been mentioning here that we probably won't see international travel again until next year, but I'm mm-hmm. sure they're um they're doing what they have to to get uh, mm-hmm. get everything done, be able to travel and,
0: and plus like you said they um there's been movies even Jurassic world released trailers without finished uh, visual effects and so and you, as the trailers continue, you're seeing them finishing the visual effects. You know, well, so it's kind of great that, like Trevor said, they can kind of really lock down the visual effects as they want them to be without feeling rushed.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Like the teasers we normally get for Thanksgiving and that that weekend um, for films that are still seven months away, <laughs> and we've yeah we've seen that happen before. So so yeah, it's good good to see it. it's not all bad news from the uh, the mm-hmm. from the set.
0: Ian the animal's dehydrated the first thing it's going to do is go to a water source and then it's going to look for the next thing his body needs all the yeah. containment equipment is here we've got to get it back to the dock the boat might still be sea right, right. thinking what you're about to say? when we brought the baby to the trailer it came oh, the there's it no be. reason to think it won't do the same thing here
1: yep we do have some more news uh, for the film but before we get to that we'll duck back into the toy news briefly um, SDCC exclusives for this year even though the event's not taking place at San Diego, I think there is something, or there was something uh, online regarding panels and everything, and um, is it Entertainment Earth that uh, put this up? Yeah, Entertainment Earth put up a pre-order for a exclusive Dennis Nedry Barbasol set, um, mm. which <laughs> they've outdone themselves on this thing.
0: Oh yeah, this this thing is really amazing and apparently the th- fans thought so too because this thing was like <laughs> sold out in an hour
1: yeah. I want to say.
0: But yeah, it comes in a little the packaging it comes in is the cryo can. You kind of twist the top and it reveals the figure behind a little bubble, a uh, little kind of like card bag bubble thing and apparently you press the top of like where you would a shaving cream can to release the shaving cream it it is electronic. It, it has quotes from Nedry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the um, I think the actual activator if that's in the base. So you push the top, and the whole thing pushes down and activates the mm-hmm. sounds. But yeah, it's got the voice. I I hope Wayne Knight. Oh, I suppose they just rip it from the film, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So all they've probably got all these great lines in there, and just the accessories mm-hmm. it comes with his bag of money. Um, a little mm-hmm. mini cryo can. The the pie with the shaving cream on top of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was funny actually.
1: And I, I I sort of wish it had the yellow coat to go over the top of everything as well with a little Jurassic Park ID label on there. But it's um it's just good that his gripped hand sort of it can hold the bag, but it can put that shaving cream on top of the pie as well on that plate.
0: This one I mean I missed out on it by like several hours. It had gone up for pre-order while I was still asleep. and so I had I didn't find out about it until it was already even sold out. but I didn't really mind because I already have the cryo can coming from um, what is it uh, Chronicle Collectibles and I ordered through them so I'll also get that ID, Nedry ID badge that is coming with. Yep. So I mean, it's not like I feel like I'm missing out on anything, because of course Amber, the Amber collection also revealed their Dennis Nedry with their Dilophosaurus, and they it looks great too, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's not overly screen accurate in the face, but it, it still looks fantastic. I um I need I need to watch the film now. It's, he's wearing um sort of those slip on sandals here. I I don't think we actually see his feet in the whole film. I think that they're
0: basing the look of this figure on
1: uh, his San Jose scene. That's yeah, why you yeah. had the bag of money. Yep.
0: In yep. the Hawaiian shirt.
1: Yeah, because he's yep. got the white, the white, um, Parker and that on when he's in the control room. Yeah.
0: I think
1: it's Oh, and that pie
0: with the shaving uh, <laughs> cream on. <it.
1: laughs>
0: yeah. Or that, I always felt sorry for whoever ate that pie. <laughs> Uh, I remember being a kid and wondering what it would taste like and being absolutely disgusted with the taste and never trying it again. So you know that person's getting getting a very bad day coming his way.
1: Well, when I was young, I didn't even realize it was shaving cream. I thought it was just like cream, um, like dairy cream, (laughs) Um, aerosol cream. So I'd never thought anything of it until it would have to be a long a long time later, where someone actually said, no, that's Barbasol's actually a shaving, even though it says Beard Buster on the can. Maybe it was a time of the internet.
0: My dad always used Barbasol, so I was always around it, and I use it now too, so it was just, I understood it was for shaving, but I was also wondering if it tastes like whipped cream, because he did put it on the pie. (laughs) (laughs) It did not taste like whipped cream. I do not suggest trying it.
1: No, no. No, see, we don't, get Barbasol products here so it would have been around the 2000s when we finally got the internet here um, looking back and seeing stills or something from the film they would probably realise oh that's because uh, that, someone's eating shaving cream <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's fantastic and for 20 bucks it's... <sighs> see we would have had the same problem here if the, as they did with the Hammond the Hammond figure they made last year, just mm-hmm. making X amount for convention exclusive mm-hmm. and selling them at the convention, then they ended up um, advertising a few online because they obviously had some left over, and he'd have probably made the same thousand or something.
0: Well, that's another thing is that Hammond then just now just recently got repacked with a um, when dinosaur ru- dinosaurs ruled the earth multi pack, so it's got the two brown Jurassic Park raptors a Welcome to Jurassic Park banner, Ellie and Hammond. So, somewhere down this road, the figure's probably going to get repacked anyway. So, I don't feel like I'm losing out if I don't
1: buy it right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Plus, I think the uh, the market for Hammond sort of started to come down a bit on eBay and that. So, mm-hmm. hopefully I can do be able to get him and the uh, Nedry a little bit later on when <laughs> all the uh, this lunacy <laughs> drops.
0: You God. It's cooled and compartmentalised inside. You got so that's great! Customs can even check it no, if they want I to. Go on. Oh. There's enough cooling inside for 36 hours. No mental? The, em- the embryos have to be back here in San Jose by then.
1: Uh, moving on, um, there's not a lot moving, uh, happening movie-wise around the world at the moment, so some of the uh, old films are coming back and being rescreened. screened And um, this month, being Jurassic June, of course, some uh, drive-in theatres and that were showing the original Jurassic Park again that shot back to uh, number one at the box office for its fourth time in history, they say. Um, only earning half a million, which seems pretty pretty petty in the grand scheme of things, but uh, both it and Jaws have both seen a real mm-hmm. resurgence uh, at the movie theaters again.
0: Well, the thing is, I mean, it's Jurassic Park. It's, always, it's never not going to be popular. So even i remember back in 2013 when they released jurassic park 3d and then they released um the they had it released the 3d version and then they just had the regular blu-ray version in theaters and i of course saw both so even if you even if you have like other things going on jurassic park will pretty much always be popular and is pretty much always guaranteed to be a moneymaker. So it's a pretty safe bet to put in into the theaters as much as you want.
1: It's the it's one of the perfect escape films. You get on a helicopter and head off to New Bluff for a weekend.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's how it always starts. Uh, and then later there's running and screaming. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I. it's it's funny that Jaws sort of showed, uh, shared some of the same success with uh mm-hmm. doing well at the box office as well. I wonder how many uh pre thirty year olds maybe, um, are watching Jaws nowadays and um, seeing Me? what. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll drop maybe well, maybe pre twenty fives. Maybe pre twenty five, then I'll drop the bar uh, a bit. I don't know. I
0: mean, Even then, it's kind of push. I'd say pre pre twenty year old. Yeah. Because I'm showing. I remember my dad used to always like to watch this. It was Jaws and Terminator Two were the two big yep. movies. Yep. I always remembered watching on TV whenever they were on TV. And so um, those were two movies I pretty much always loved, was Terminator 2 and Jaws, besides, of course, Jurassic Park and Star Wars. But I remember showing it to my little cousin, and he just turned 18. But the first time I ever showed it to him, he was probably... I don't know nine seven or eight nine ten summary he was he was he wasn't a teenager yet he was oh he was probably eh, let's see is probably I think about 2010 he probably would have been about nine or ten at the time so I think that I remember when the first time I showed him he asked me is the, is the that water CGI <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know how many people his age are watching it. But I know it's still loved by people my age. Yeah,
1: because it's sort of the one big thing growing up. Like you, uh, you're either influenced by your parents what they watch, music, mm-hmm. movies, that sort of thing, or uh, you go complete the 180. Oh, that's old crap, and <laughs> I want to do my own thing with all this new stuff. I think something like Jurassic Park, whether you're uh, whether you're 15 or 50, it sort of it hits home mm-hmm. for everyone. Jaws oh, with that shark.
0: The and...
1: Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say Jaws with uh, that down that shark not working. And <laughs> it's it's funny. It's I was watching a uh, friend at works. He's a real mm-hmm. big fan of the Dukes of Hazzard, and uh, just watching some of the some scenes from the original TV show, and that's like, yes, in the eighties or the early early eighties when that show was being produced, um, a lot of the the car stunts, how many cars they destroyed by doing practical <laughs> practical stunts, in that. It was something that hadn't been seen a lot of at the time, whereas now, of course, it's all mostly CG or wrecked cars and everything mm-hmm. else. It sort of loses the um, how important it was at the time. But, yeah. Well, that's
0: what I was going to add on, is that the effects of Jurassic Park are just so well done. I mean, they did it so well back then that it's really only just now really showing its age with 4K screens. And so it really took Really, really, really ramping up that high definition to really start noticing the flaws in the movie. You watch it on something like the, something like, what would it be, like 480 quality uh, for VHS? <laughs> you don't see it at all. Well, that's of course, it's, it.
1: harder.
0: it's harder to put VHS quality on a screen and still get the same audience. But, yeah.
1: And we've 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 talked numerous times about directors back then, sort of not um, not foreshadowing how high def, how how much the fans are going to be able to zoom into every little detail, how that mm-hmm. third third arm for the T one thousand flying helicopter is easily going to be seen <laughs> in um, the future of high def and so so forth. But that's that's yeah, that's it. you go pop the VHS in or even just a DVD of Jurassic Park, and it holds up as much as it needs to. It,
0: yeah.
1: It, it doesn't... This continuing to 4K and 8K and spread those pixels or multiply pixels just to get a better quality, um, there's only so far you can go before it's going to be um, bad for the film you're trying to do it to. mm mm-hmm. Where other things like The Lost World has that, that grainy sort of look, suits it a lot more. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be sparkly, Shiny new. <laughs> well
0: another thing that like that Spielberg did with the first two movies is he used a lot of effect shots and night, so you don't notice the um the defects as much because they're hidden in the dark and the fog and the rain. Yeah. Yep. Whereas movies like Jurassic World today is bright, sunny CGI and it just doesn't age. It'll it won't age as as well. Hmm. And twenty years from now, Jurassic World will not probably look as good as Jurassic Park did yeah.
1: twenty
0: at, at its age.
1: Yeah, and that's that's been one of the big discussions coming up during Jurassic Dune is just if Jurassic Park still looks better now than what Jurassic World does CG wise and all that. And as as you said, they they cheated a fair bit in that first film to hide <laughs> hide a lot of stuff. Um, it, there's, there's, it's hard to hide. Um, the CG issues when the animals in broad daylight. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take you straight back to that Brachiosaur scene. <laughs> it's, it's it's a little smooth in places. The texturing wasn't quite there because that thing's in direct sunlight and really mm-hmm. close to the camera. But but then you get the animatronic stuff later on, and you sort of forget all about that. <laughs> so good tangent. Good tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meet the future
0: of paleontology. It's a rapid prototyper. I enter in the scan data from the raptor skull. The computer breaks it down to thousands of slices, and this thing sculpts it one layer at a time. It's done.
1: While we're talking about some of the older films, um, David, I think this comes from Instagram, uh, Vanessa Lee Chester. I think at the start of the year, someone broke into a house, or anyway, her figures, her Lost World figures were stolen. Can you mm-hmm. just fill us in on what actually happened
0: here? I think it was her apartment or something. Somebody broke into her apartment, stole her, her whole Jurassic Park collection or something, and she asked for people to keep an eye out on eBay. If they see anything being advertised as hers, let her know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she'd lost was her figure of herself, of Kelly Malcolm from the lost world. And so she posted it on Instagram. It was kind of a, um, thank you post slash, uh, look at this post because she earlier at the, um, in the, in the month I had put together a black lives matter, uh, post for pedia and it included her. I think, uh it had somehow Jackson, her that screaming guy from the long grass, um Nash, uh, Franklin and uh, um, Barry from Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was it was it was split as uh, line black, and then it was the first three uh, movies, those characters, and then said lives, and then it said it had the next three pictures, and then at the bottom it says matter. It was it was a cool picture. I was just something I whipped up, but she really liked it, so she. Ended up reposting it, and then she actually thanked, thanked me, thanked me and Jurassicpedia where I had shared it. That she called, she called me one of her favorite Instagram accounts.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, so she posted pictures of her basically posing with the figure and posted thank you at the bottom mm. of the
1: post. Uh, that's great. Again, actors like interacting with the uh, the fans. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of it in the Jurassic series, but that's great to see and I She didn't I man- she just said that her Jurassic stuff was stolen, nothing else, but that seems like a crazed fan or something if you're breaking into her place just to steal her action figures. Um, yeah, and not computers, iPhones, everything everything else when mm-hmm. it could it could have been um it could have been stolen as well, but she was just focusing on the Jurassic stuff for the uh mm-hmm. Jurassic community but yeah, uh, that's that's great to see. I no, I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think whether um whether stuff was donated back to her or or if the stuff was found, but I, I suppose we don't really know, do we?
0: I don't know. I I presume they probably tracked down the thief and maybe uncovered it among his stuff or something. You know?
1: Yeah. Yep. I
0: just wanted ready when
1: you guys got back another actor that's sort of been getting out and getting in touch with the community again is uh camilla bell um kathy bowman posting up uh a couple of behind the scenes photos that I'd, mm-hmm. I've, well, I'd certainly never seen them before um obviously photos she had at home or or somewhere one was uh on the beach with Spielberg and the rest of the family uh, during yeah. that, that scene, of course, and uh, another one I find a little bit more interesting is the uh, her and Pete posse fight and RJ there looks like he's got a big <laughs> stogie in his hand on the on the mm-hmm. Cuban, um, but uh, they're obviously sitting down to eat. This looks a lot like Eureka in the background.
0: Um, no, it wouldn't be because she'd never visited that. This I think is Kipukaya Ranch which is where they filmed the end scene and a couple of the trek scenes, as well as the opening scene.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Because, yeah, I was just thinking a lot of the uh, Hawaii stuff we've seen was sort of a lot greener, and then mm-hmm. the, um, obviously because of California's drought they have at the time, the Eureka and that was a lot mm-hmm. drier, that drier grass, and the, the pine sort of forest in the background. Because that was going to be the next question, did she, in fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> visit the Eureka set, even though she wasn't filming there? But obviously not.
0: Yeah, I I some of the I think it's the photography from the time is kind of what else I was doing. It's bleaching out some of the yeah. browner looks because I know some of the cards that I have not the or not cards but those uh little pop up cards that I've mentioned on this before, had some behind the scene uh photos and some location scout photos and they all look like this. It's with that kind of color drained, bleached out look. Yep.
1: Yeah. Also funny here too with the uh, sort of what she wrote to go with the photo. It just reminds me of Timmy in the first film quizzing Grant about everything about his book and dinosaurs where here she's um, quizzing Pete about uh, working with Daniel Day-Lewis on Romeo and Juliet and and some of his (laughs) other career choices. Like here you are this fantastic actor on set and you're not talking about The Lost World, you're talking about some of the films you would have seen previously. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I kind of forgot to add it in here, but I meant to. And this is reminding me of it is that Stan Winston Studio did reveal, or not Stan Winston Studio, but Stan Winston School did reveal a um, thing I'd never seen before, never even knew it existed. But it was a maquette head of the Mementiosaur. Oh, okay. And so they kind of sh- they posted a photo of them sculpting it. In progress painted and then finished painted. And it's really weird because, I mean, it doesn't look anything like the um, Mementiosaurus head that was used in the traveling exhibit. It's kind of more like an Apatosaurus head, but more like the Mementiosaurus as it would have looked in in real life, from as a skeleton. But the other thing is. Is that its color was kind of this jungle green with uh, stripes. Presumably, I think they, motive, they must have created this concept maquette back when the um, back when the well, went to play a larger role in the Stegosaurus scene for The Lost World, and it just never happened, and we just they, they never paid attention to it again. But I still think it's really really cool to still find that there's still things you had no idea existed in these movies. Mm.
1: That's all right. I thought you were going to say they released photos of a um, a, a bust of Kathy all chewed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: Sorry, but um, and I believe we talked about this when we talked about the lost world. You can see photos of them passing around, or I mean, you can see the silhouette of Kathy as you, they're passing around the photo of her smiling at the camera with her head all bandaged up.
1: Well, briefly while you're on that topic too, it's again seeing conversations in the fan community, um, TV stations or networks still playing the boardroom scene in the mm-hmm. Lost World when they hear on TV. Even now, so, so much later and with Universal not wanting that to be canon. But
0: um. Well, at the same time, I think they're kind of accepting it now because not only does the DPG kind of refer to a cleanup effort they did in 1994, but they air this, uh, copy, the TV cut of The Lost World so often that it's kind of, you're kind of reluctant to accept it as canon now, you know? Mm,
1: yep. Mommy! Daddy! You've got to
0: come see
1: this! I found something! Getting back into some Dominion news now, and at the start of the month, we had a uh, set release pick, or unofficial set release pick, of, uh, The Pine Forests um what we're guessing was in Pinewood there's a boom crane here and some uh, other set sort of stuff going on mm-hmm. and then the uh the set images kept continuing um uh, these last couple of weeks a lot of uh lot of fake plantings and uh dressings are going to add to these trees to make it look like Vancouver
0: mm-hmm. yeah so there's um one of the first images we got was I think uh late June was posted by a guy on Reddit who snapped a picture of them starting to set up at pine exterior sets at Pinewood Studios, these being the same exterior sets that stood in for the California Redwoods in Fallen Kingdom. And so, like I said, we get this one picture here with them just got the boom crane out there, and then we got some other photos of them starting to move stuff, plantings, and stuff into place. And one of the photos we got was. Of this board where they had tacked up a bunch, a bunch of photographs that I assume they took at Vancouver, and it looks like they're just trying to set match these photographs and trying to recreate these photographs at Pinewood Studio.
1: Yeah, I think initially it was believed they were going to be they'll actually storyboards or something on mm-hmm. this board, but when you edit as a good quality photo, you can sort of get in there close and have a look at it and see that it. it's no, it's um, photos of. Uh, some interesting looking um, environments from mm. Vancouver that I can't wait to see on screen.
0: Yeah, and some of these photos are honestly beautiful. I'm kind of, I'm really, really hoping that Jason Schwartzman doesn't ruin them with some kind of <laughs> really <laughs> stupid, dumb filter or, or anything like that. Because I mean, some of these, like some of these photos that I sent you that have been posted by Brysonator on Twitter. Of course, I mean you got the Arcadia crew, no, no, or Arcadia crew only, no authorized access sign on one of the things, pictures of the set trimmings and stuff, just general stuff of them setting up the shoot and filming it. But I mean, some of these you get, like you get this one where there's a fallen tree crossing the top of the frame, and is framing two of the um of the hoist in the photo and there big blue hoists in the photo and it's just, it's a beautiful photo of its own right. And I won't deny I took a couple of these photos and I posted them on Twitter and I asked Colin Trevorrow, these are really beautiful photos. I'm really hoping a couple of them make it, make it into the art book, you know, because <laughs> there's that art book that they're coming up. I mean, yes, they're <laughs> leaked photos. Yes, I apprised the director that they're being leaked. At the same time, they're really, really beautiful photos, and I do think they deserve to be in the art book.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's, uh, security's been notified long before you <laughs> said that, which, which is a shame because, as you said, they are nice photos, and it is good to see them, mm-hmm. um, even if they're being obtained illegally? Question mark? <laughs> not, not officially, anyway. Um... Even the even the the next sort of photos here you posted um, which must have been only the last day or two of mm-hmm. this uh, fake rock in the middle a of the pines.
0: Older. It's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a big uh, beautiful little, old rock. <laughs> Pioneers just, just yeah. drive these babies around for miles. <laughs>
1: uh, and Just the pine trees all around and the ferns in front of it just it sets a um a good scene. Mm-hmm. What we're but, gonna see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there's one photo of the uh, crane moving the, the fake rack into place, just moving down the road. The way the photo is set up, the colors of it, it's a really nice photo of his own right, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm glad, longer to the gone of the days of the uh, the phone in the top pocket trying to snap <laughs> a shot of something in 380 mm-hmm. or 240 or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, it's really a, a testament to what phone cameras can do today. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's all happening with uh, Dominion. And then we get a report from... Uh, did I mention it here? The I, fir- think I, um, did. I was going to say, the first place that I saw this
0: report was in The Sun, which is a British newspaper known for its kind of tabloid stand. Uh, stance, same with um, the Daily Mail, who also picked it up. And they claimed that uh, somebody tested positive on the set and they were now shutting down production completely and I was I heard somebody, uh, somebody let me know this in uh, chat and I was like oh you got to be joking and then I'm, I'm, and then I'm like it's the sun I'm going to wait for official news here and eventually <laughs> official news did come out they said okay so yes they are uh, they didn't say whether or not somebody had gotten COVID or anything, but they did say, we are not shutting down production. We're going to be keeping going. This is all light to go, you know?
1: Yeah, it is worded worded one way to mm-hmm. say that, yes, that, uh, that we're not denying the COVID thing, but we have not shut down production.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, I mean, you can see that they're – they didn't deny it, but they didn't confirm it either, so you kind of got to read between the lines, you know?
1: Yeah. And they they were putting all sorts of precautions in because it was bound, bound to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a um, production crew that big, and mm-hmm. those those people working together would be isolated, whatever else, 14 days, and then, i would assume, back at it. <laughs> but again, it could, be, it could be someone working at the VFX at home on their computer or... The f- just having someone come down with it doesn't mean they were on set uh, and all this sort of stuff as well. So. But in the end, you can tell the National Choir and the Washington Post, what do you feel like? But I'll <laughs> see, I know it happened. so do you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good to see that um, production is going to keep on going and steaming towards that June next year release date. Mm-hmm. Don't get too excited, Billy. Chances are we won't see a thing. Let's uh, get into some of the high-end stuff now. Uh, Chronicle this month have uh, released images and details on their upcoming Breakout Raptor. Um, the design and everything going on here is has um, been praised and not so much praised by some in the community. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. Dave, like you have some issues with, uh, again, their colouring. I do like the
0: kind of stand they got it on and I think that is neat to that they've done this whole scene we don't see it on screen but it would be cool to see. But I'm not a fan of the Raptor. And that's kind of sad because that's supposed to be the centerpiece of the whole thing. And I mean yeah, it's a nice Raptor. I mean yeah it's kinda of, it sculpturally looks pretty sound. But at the same time, it kind of looks like one of those like '90s generic raptors in the coloration. It looks like it's trying to be JP, Jurassic Park, but it's not Jurassic Park. It just has the elongated, long, long um, stripes going all across it, like almost like a zebra. And it just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't like how it looks. It, I thought Iron Studios did a better job representing the CGI version of the raptor versus this not rep- really representing any version of the raptor.
1: You know? Yeah, and that's that's when you can really see the differences when you compare to the kitchen scene raptors that I've just seen some photos of then. Just, just a completely different skull, mm-hmm. sort of different look. You you posted something really good on, I don't know if it was the Chronicle side of the Pedia site, when this people were sharing this around. This same raptor with um, slight alteration in the colours towards the Lost World and having it on top of that kiln house in his crouching pose um oh yeah it does seem more it does seem more like a lost world raptor to me than a jp raptor
0: it does um, but I, at the same thing, time there was something i wanted to bring up because i do like the concept i do I, I just think that it could be better and an idea that i proposed that they could do it with say the male version of the raptor was like you mentioned that kind of sliced the kiln room, kiln kiln shed roof um in half, we have make it a little make electronic, and a little light on the top blinks or lights up or whatever. And then you just have the raptor swap out the female for the male because we already have the female here. And you have the male there crouching at the edge of the um, of the kiln shed, like the one is like this raptor is here, crouching on the edge of the um, raptor pen railing, it looks like, I guess.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's... Because we're sort of having these issues with all chronicle stuff. Um, the triceratops was the same with its colouring. Um, I'm not going to bring up the breakout T-Rex again, but... <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're just going off some of those original concept art or something and then just adding their own little flair to it just mm-hmm. to be a little bit different, but still... Um... Because if we see it, definitely with the Iron Studios, with the like the human figures, they're not that spot on. They're just sort of close enough. You, mm-hmm. Oh, that's Malcolm or Grant. Um, we're not going full photo realistic here. Where the animals, it's more so just the paint and detail. It's not trying to get a human face to uh, look like a character. It's mm-hmm. it's an animal that I'm I would assume they got the license for. Yeah. I but don't know how you th- can't just do it.
0: I'm sorry. Where
1: was that? Oh, I, I just don't know how you just can't do what what's on the photos. <laughs> Even though we've seen that original animatronics do have a bit more of a stripe pattern on them than what we see in the <laughs> film, um, not to this extent.
0: But I will say that now that you bring that up, I do see that, especially like in the legs and in the body, how the paint pattern they have here re- does very much resemble the. Kind of final approved color concept for the Velociraptor for the first movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that may, so you are right. That could be what they are basing it off of.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we're going to get to a little bit at the end. Um, what some toy company, what I done with some of their figures before the film coming out mm-hmm. because they uh, all the secrecy in that, but. One thing I do love here, and we'd never actually see, we only get the shot of uh, where they escaped from Muldoon's perspective as they're walking past and it was only uh, again talking with someone on Facebook uh, in a discussion there about the raptor breakout scene and mm-hmm. the fact that one of the um, pylons, posts the fence posts, is missing where the raptors escaped and here on this um, on the the stand for this figure, you've got the fence in the background, you've got the like the diner bolt holes where that beam would have been attached to the concrete, which I just is a little bit of detail that you'd never really thought about. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've used—that's how they've u- they've climbed the wall. They've been able to jump up and grab this steel beam and use that to escape. And
0: another thing I do like though is that I is that I presume the um, piping on this or not the piping the. Um, Fencing on this position will be like the Breakout T-Rex, where you can bend it into shape yourself. And they kind of got it twisted a little bit inward, but it looks like they also had the shoe marks and stuff on there, so it's very detailed. And I wasn't really sure about the price point when I first heard about it, but then they realized, oh, it's going to be 17 inches long. Oh yeah, that that definitely warrants yeah. the price.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is going to be big. They've, they've yeah. got on the website 500 full well, 550 US for this figure. Uh, where is? You've seen size? Did it have weight? Um,
0: no, it doesn't.
1: No. Yeah, seven, eight inches long, eleven inches wide, and twelve inches tall. So it's a foot tall. That's <laughs> massive. Oh, uh, I do you wonder. Know
0: Chronicle doesn't shy away from massive. I mean, some of the people have been getting their um, full-sized one-fifth maquette uh, figures, <laughs> and the the box is basically the size of a small car
1: yeah yep yep and you can guarantee that base is going to be solid polystone <laughs> uh, you do mention the wires I do hope they've um, they've improved how all that works over the breakout especially the uh, the insulators on the post net because they snap really easily um, but I've seen a YouTube reviewer who done the breakout even just getting a pair of pliers you can put the teeth marks in the wiring and bend them bend them any way you want to uh, reenact that scene what we've mm-hmm. seen in the film. So, yeah, very nice. Eddie, uh, is there any reason to think that the radio in the trailer might work? Might you well. know, don't tease uh, me. I don't if get if, my if you feel job. just that qualified at all, you might try flicking the switch to on. And while we're at Chronicle, uh, I did see an article go up looking at a um, Kickstarter for... A, I don't think it was one-to-one size. It was a big, big blue statue anyway, but um, that's Link's disappeared, so something else I didn't know they were doing. Uh, Iron Studios has a one ten scale um, John Hammond mm-hmm. coming out. It should be shipped already, that's... <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, I completely missed this anyway, but um, of course, as we said before, they've done the Ian Malcolm the Grant that go with that big uh, T-Rex breakout scene, and you can also buy the figures individually. Um, now they've got this fantastic looking John Hammond I think he's probably Mm. the best looking out of uh, all the human characters so far got the base got the cane uh, the hat the glasses in the classic white and watch uh, not a lot for accessories but $100 a game Mm. so
0: and their one tenth scale figures have been nice I've got their um, Raptor on pre-order which still hasn't shipped to me yet it's kind of been (laughs) shipping out there kind of sporadically but yeah I'm they do. They have been doing a lot of nice work on their on their uh, one tenth scale stuff.
1: Yeah. The, <laughs> still waiting for the goggles. Someone commented on um, one of my comments here there saying, "Oh, if you looked at the uh, the, the Chronicle videos, uh, product videos, that uh, they explain there why the goggles are taking so long. I'm not watching a two hour video <laughs> to try and find uh, five minutes of dialogue. I need I need the uh, clip notes, people." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, yeah. people, not, not all heroes wear capes
1: <laughs> uh, yes Who in God's name do you
0: think you are? John Hammond And I'm delighted to meet you finally in passing Dr. Grant Still, I can see that my uh, 50,000 a year has been well spent Okay, who's the jerk? Uh, this is our
1: paleobotanist, Dr. Sadler, Sadler. Uh-huh. Ellie, this is uh, Mr. Hammond but that's uh, that's it for the news. Briefly, we're going to head over to Dashpedia for uh, a new entry over there. David, you've uh, you've gone to town. This is, I was I was expecting oh, a page or two, but this is yeah. this is nearly as long as the new, blur, <laughs> <laughs> the new <blur> article.
0: <laughs> if there's one thing I'm passionate about, it's T Rex and the Thrasher T Rex toy. When I was a kid, and I'll start off with a little back backstory here that I start off with in the article itself. I never had the Thrasher T-Rex. I just just never got it. I don't know why. And it was just something I had to, when I was, I think, around 18 or 19, I finally just bought off of eBay. And so that had been over about 10 years by now. But, yeah, it's... I had friends who had it, and I always loved it. Always wanted it when I was a kid. This was the T Rex figure for me. This was this is what I thought it looked like on screen. But there were fans who who thought otherwise. They they thought that the Red Rex was more accurate. They both were, in fact, kind of cast from the Stan Winston Studio one sixteenth maquette, which was itself cast for the um, for the. Kind of proof of concept, um, go motion video that, uh, Phil Tippett did for when he was kind of starting off with the movie. And so it's kind of interesting that, in a way, these two figures did, in fact, almost have something to do with the, um, creation of the movie. The Red Rex is, no, is famously noted by some fans that when it was came out, it was, um, advertised with a maquette of uh, the 116th maquette that Kenner had on hand because what they did is they took this maquette that Stan Winston had set, sent them they cast it in clay remolded it remodeled it slashed it apart insert electronics all kinds of stuff but they didn't have that finished product ready yet for advertisement so they kind of slapped the they just took one of the pictures they took of the maquette and slapped that on the back of boxes <laughs> And so I kind of go in here with a, with a bit of that history, the re golfing process, and some of the things they did with it. I um, I always thought that the Red Rex, while great, was not the best. I always thought that I was like the Thrasher myself. And so I kind of took this article to kind of compare the two and show why the, I think the Thrasher is the better of the two. They both have excellent detailing. They both have origins from the actual production itself. But as I explained in the article here, the Thrasher T-Rex was kind of... I'm, not, I'm sorry, the Red Rex was kind of just too overly stretched. They just modified it a little too much to kind of be the, the kind of perfect representation of the Jurassic Park T-Rex. And then at the end of the analysis, and I go... Oh, Kind of picture by frame by frame here, using photos of the maquette that Kenner had taken, and then comparing them to photos of the toys themselves in the exact same angle and pose to kind of compare the two fairly. And the Kenner Red Rex, I then at the end here put a kind of photoshopped um, edit of uh, the figure, kind of reshaped into how it should look for to be if it were to try to emulate the um, maquette in a somewhat less misshapen form. And I got to say that it was really kind of hard to get the Red Rex in there. So then I go by the – I compare the Thrasher T-Rex to the maquettes, do the same thing, go down the pictures, and honestly – I think it matches better. The details aren't as crisp. I will say that the skin on the the Thrasher T-Rex is thicker, and because they had to cast the skin off of the cast they made of the um, maquette and not from the original maquette itself, the details aren't as crisp. But when I went and did the same thing with the um, Thrasher T-Rex as I did with the Red Rex and reshape it back into form it was so much easier the main kind of thing with the red rex i mean i'm sorry the thrasher t-rex is that the neck everybody always says oh i love the figure it'd be the perfect t-rex if it wasn't for the neck the neck had the thrashing mechanism that is the namesake so but it also had the um that spring-loaded jaw that was off to break and that kind of just bulks up the neck a bit so i did the same thing took the Took the T Rex uh, in photos, the picture in Photoshop, reshaped it. Most of the work I had to do uh, do was with the face, the neck, and kind of the base of the tail, where the um, where the tail kind of thins, so that it's easier for a kid to grip the the grip of the thrashing mechanism. But you do that, and it's like a whole new animal. I mean, and I'm not really a whole new animal, but it was just. It is the, what I find to be definitive, idyllic Jurassic Park T-Rex toy. I mean, it looks almost exactly like the finalized concept art for the T-Rex in the first and second movie. Mm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you've got to, uh, the fact that they're making a toy here, mass-produced, there's going to be some lost detail there, but looking at the photos here, it's pretty close in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And the neck, well, we know the male had that sort of gobbled <laughs> neck as well. So, Well,
0: that's another thing I talk about is how the coloration, with the Red Rex, the coloration was because of the novel. They didn't, because of secrecy of movies, they didn't have really all that great details from Universal to create their dinosaurs. So they supplemented with the novels and some of their own imagination and whatever maquette star, or whatever material Stan Winston sent them for the um, creation of their toys like for example the Gallimimus I didn't mention in here but the Gallimimus was the coloration is based solely on the maquette I mean it's completely there's no, It's the Gallimimus in the film is a much more subdued coloration than the original maquette that Stan Winston came up with
1: hmm.
0: but the coloration of the Thrasher T-Rex because as I mentioned earlier in the episode a lot of the T-Rex and Dinosaur VFX work was done in, in the dark, in the fog, in the rain. You, I couldn't really differentiate between the T-Rex its colors. All I could really tell was, based on some of the toys here and some of the promotional art, that it kind of looked green with black stripes and a creamy underbelly. And to me, that was the Thrasher. I thought the Thrasher was the male. I thought it was exactly what the dinosaur looked like in the movie. Of course, study of the anima of the male animatronic T-Rex later on in my years proved that to be wrong, but at the same time, the Thrasher will always be a huge part of my childhood even if I didn't own one, and I've always kind of maybe a little, had a little biased before it, but at the same time, I do think that these pictures kind of show, uh, show prove or speak for themselves what I've always thought through my life.
1: Mm. Yeah. Plus, at the time too, you had the the uh, the head on all the Lost World packaging as well mm-hmm. of that um of that figure. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's another thing I actually did was when I was doing this, I kind of got distracted at one night. This thing
1: took me three days to put together. Oh, <laughs> I know, yeah. I imagine this wasn't a one sitting. Yeah, yeah. This this deal. took me
0: three days to put together, but between all the photos, all the editing, and the writing, the writing itself took me a whole day by itself. And so. I got distracted with a couple of the maquette photos and started cutting the cutting out the backgrounds and, put, <laughs> and recreated the Lost World um, toy card backs.
1: Yeah, those photos look fantastic. Give, I'm pretty sure you posted them up on the Minute's Facebook page. If not, we'll have to do it.
0: Yeah, I'll have to do that. I don't think yep. I did.
1: Um, yeah, because. Going back to the toys, um, generally toy companies need about an 18-month window before a film's release or before toys have to hit the shelves to get these things done. Um, and we see it a lot in the Jurassic World, in the Jurassic Park stuff, the uh, the Raptors being more of the uh, the novel uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the uh, how much the, t- the Pteranodon looks like what we get in the Lost World, is a bit of a reversal there. <laughs> Yeah, and I I went to uh, had a quick look on eBay. I couldn't find a fresher anywhere for sale on there. I found one red T Rex without a box for four hundred dollars, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd always assumed the juvenile was a lot more accurate than what that box was showing. I'm off to check mine because I don't reckon that box art's accurate. <laughs> but yeah, and we're living in a time now where Mattel's releasing a heap of Ghostbusters Kenner old Kenner stuff and Mm -hmm. surely the market's there for Jurassic Park and The Lost World for them to I can only assume it's the molds they don't have unfortunately Mm -hmm. that stuff probably might be destroyed they don't have the stuff to be able to recreate it Mm
0: -hmm. or still in some Hasbro warehouse and Hasbro is not going to give that to to Mattel
1: yeah yeah, we'll just make it lost but yeah, massive article here. You mm-hmm. you've been doing that. There's some other new stuff on uh, pedia as well. We're going to get to later on with some minutes. Mm-hmm. Anything else on that you want to discuss?
0: Uh, no, I like I uh, said, like or like you said, this is a big article. Go ahead and read it. Get a grab a grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it, it won't take you. Your you It'll take you probably. I think this is like a fifteen twenty minute read altogether. I mean, I'm kind of a. Middle middle of the road reading uh, length. I type a lot faster than I read, but yeah, it took me a, about eight nine hours to write this whole thing. But it'll only take you about fifteen twenty minutes to read it. So go ahead, read it. Take some time out of your day.
1: I you thought I grab your I,
0: I've had a lot of people tell me it's really informative that they uh, that they really enjoyed my analysis and how in depth it was. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, no, grab your fresher, grab your red T-Rex and put them side by side and make your own opinions, let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know how wrong you are, not David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to go into Hasbro. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Jurassic World T-Rex. So, that's been the Jurassic June issue of Jurassic Minutes, and uh, we'll be back next week with some uh, upcoming minutes of the Jurassic World, and... Um, with production going ahead, I'm I'm assuming we're going to see some more set photos, even with those security guards mm-hmm. extra being posted out on the corners for Dominion. But uh, Dave, thanks for joining me, and we'll be back later.
0: All right.